Thanks for tuning in to the J-Ham Special. This is a place where I live to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons and Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. Today's episode is a Warhammer 40k episode, and it's focused around building a super budget army with only having to buy one box for Astra Militarum. It's a short and sweet one, so we're going to jump to this episode's sponsor, and then we're going to get into the meat of it. Now, before we jump into talking about, you know, what you need to buy, um, I want to let you guys know if you want to follow along with this podcast, it might be very helpful with you today, uh, just so you can kind of see some different pictures of how I built the models and I arranged them as well too, to make them fit in the different attachments and everything. You can check it out over at the J-Ham special on Twitter, um, or even just use hashtag one box militarum. That's the number one box militarum and that will allow you to go through and see the pictures that i posted um, for this small little army that we're building sorry i didn't think about this earlier on it wasn't until after the fact that i thought hey maybe we should let people know about this so anyway let's get back into what you need to buy Thanks for coming back, everybody. So a while back, I had actually gone through and traded some of my Magic the Gathering collection in to buy a bunch of Warhammer 40k stuff from my local gaming store. Now, the awesome part is, is um, they had a pretty good trading value, and even with COVID going on, they were willing to kind of work with me on some things. And I had cards I had no intention of playing with and I haven't for a long time, and I was able to trade in a bunch of stuff. During this time, I was kind of going back and forth on what army I wanted to play. And um, the best way I kind of figured out doing that there was by getting some starter sets so I can learn how to play the game and get into it there. And I I found a huge love for um, the Adeptus Astartes or the Space Marines. Um, And at the time, it was Space Marines versus uh, the Death Guard. So I have a couple armies there for that. But the thing is, I always had a soft spot for the Astra Militarum. These are the everyday Joes of the 41st millennia. Um, They're the closest thing to a non-genetically modified human. um, And the closest thing we have to kind of like modern day soldiers that you'll see here. Um, Now, I just want to go through and let you know, just a preface. You may find these things pretty cheap. You may be able to trade them like I did as well too. But I want to go through and let you know this awesome way to go through and start off a little bit of an army here for the Astra Militarum using only one box. Now, the box in question, it's going to be the Cadian Shock Troops or the Cadian Infantry Squad. This is usually around 34 35 bucks, um, or 36 if it's MSRP from Games Workshop directly. But you may be in luck where your local gaming store might have some on hand and they're willing to give you a discount, or maybe even give you a discount for pre-ordering as well too, so you can get it a little bit cheaper. I think my LGS, they were doing like 10% off if, you, uh, if they had it in store already, or 15% off if it was pre-ordered. So... Um, I want to go through and kind of share with you how you can go through and get a small little army for combat patrol games or smaller as well too if you want to go kill, kill team. Keep in mind, you will use all 10 of these models in the box in order to make what you got to make today, and you're going to have to make a little bit of sacrifices on the uniformity of your units. So you're going to have to get a little creative on how you put things together. Honestly, it wasn't too hard for me, um, just because the nice thing is you kind of know which arms go where, what weapons kind of go with what as well too. So let me break down what this box can actually build you. This box can go through and build you four different units, um, and I have them placed in a Vanguard attachment. 
Now, the Vanguard Detachment, for those of you that are unfamiliar with it or don't know, a Vanguard Detachment is for match play missions, um, and it is a detachment where it requires you to have at least one headquarters or one HQ, and then you have to have at least three elite units. And then it's like 0 to 2 for troops, 0 to 2 for fast tech, 0 to 2 for heavy support, 0 to 2 for flyer, yada, yada, yada. We're not so much concerned about the rest of those. You can fill them in later. But as your starting off point here is out of this one box, you can, in fact, build an HQ and three elites. Now, the HQ that you're going to be building is going to be the company commander. The three elites you're going to be building is going to be a special weapons squad or command squad. I'll go over the differences of why you may want one over the other. A platoon commander and a master of ordnance. So you're going to want to go through and you're going to get your uh, snippers out. You're going to get your files out. You're going to get, you know, anything that you can to help out with you putting models together. You want to get those prepared now um, because there's going to be a little bit of it here. Now, when you're putting these models together, you're going to want to keep in mind there's a couple options that you can do um, with it. If you're willing to go a little bit more kit-bashy, um, and by kit-bashy, I mean you're going to go through and do some snips here and there. You can make some sacrifices on what you want to build, and if you're really creative as well, too, you may like this aspect. I like to have a little bit of a challenge, and in my experience here, too, I was able to make a sniper out of somebody that I didn't necessarily have all the pieces for but I had other pieces from my space marines and a few things too to give them a nice long scope and a nice long barrel as well too but you do not have to do that and I'm going to give you some easy ways to do these things so for your company commander what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to equip him up to have a chain sword and a last pistol pretty much what I would say to you is build him exactly like the sergeant model would be built um, you can add any extra like canteens or bips or bobs or whatever you want on there to them. But I would say you're going to want the main weapon. You're going to have his chain sword in his left hand and you're going to have that last pistol in the right hand there. Um, pretty straightforward, pretty easy there, but that's the bare bones of what you need for a company commander. You could also go through, if you want to be a bit more on the kit bash side, you can chop off some of the pieces of a las gun because you got plenty of them in this box and you can make it to a shotgun for him to carry around too. Entirely up to you, but I like the chain sword and the last pistol side of things. Um, you're going to, I mean, I also personally prefer my company commander to be the kind of the headless sergeant look uh, that they have on the front of the box there just because he looks like he's screaming orders and since he's going to be giving pretty much the orders for my army, I like to have him set up that way. Um, now, what you also want to do is you're going to make another guy um, that's pretty much almost exactly like him the big difference here is what you want to do with his right arm is you actually want to use um the little grenade um that they have in the box where it's showing like a guy's about to toss a grenade go ahead and slap that onto his uh right shoulder there and then of course the chain sword on the left um and you've got yourself another guy make him headless if you want to or you can give him an or make him helmetless if you want to or you can go through and give him a helmet i like to give him a helmet so it helps me tell my guys with chain swords apart pretty easily uh, but that guy 
can act either as a sergeant if you decide to build a troop's choice later down the road, but this guy I'm actually using as my platoon commander. Platoon commanders, just like um, your other little friendly company commander, can be equipped with pretty much the exact same thing, and he can also give orders as well too. The big difference there is you can also say, hey, I want to give one guy a shotgun and the other guy a last pistol. You totally could. Again, I just prefer the chainsword sort of things there. So right here with this, you should have by this point two models. One of them's got the last gun and or last pistol and a chainsword. The other one has like the little grenade in the hand and a chain sword. Otherwise, you can just give him a chopped up last gun that looks like a shotgun there. You've got yourself a platoon commander and that is one of your elite's choices. We're going to jump over to the Master of Ordnance. Now, you come with two different guys, or the ability to build two different Vox caster guys. You totally can if you want to. Um, I didn't, but you want to make sure you build one of the guys with the Vox caster on his back, because this guy is going to be your Master of Ordnance. That leftover pistol in hand, you're actually going to use in his right hand as the pistol itself. And then um, in the left hand, you can either use just like the opening, you know, hand that makes it look like he's supposed to be holding a gun there. But that can be kind of like him surveying the land or saying like where he's planning on, you know, firing ordnance at. Or you can go through and give him one of the other little arms that's like facing you know, supposed to be facing straight up, but you can put it down. Um, that's what I did to make it look like he's got like a little, uh, little pointer and like a little button to press or whatnot there. But there you go. You've got yourself another model. This guy's got the Vox caster on back. I gave him the Vox helmet as well too. And he's got a pistol. So now he is officially a master of ordnance. He is another one of your elite choices. Now this is where you can jump over and you can choose one or the other on this one too. If you choose one, it's going to give you some extra guys left over. If you choose the other, you may only actually have only one guy left over. Um, so you can choose to either say, hey, I'm going to build a special weapons squad, which is one of the ways you can do it. If you're wanting to fill out more of your models and get some LAS guns on top of special weapons, this is the route to go. So that way you have your first rank fire, second rank fire order. This is more around the lines of what you want to do here. Your special weapons squad is going to consist of three guys with LAS guns, so just like three normal infantry dudes, and then three special weapons. Now, fortunately, you have the ability to build up to four special weapon dudes in this box. Um, so, you know, you, you can choose which one you want to do there. Just keep in mind that if you do that, you may end up having a leftover model that's not going to be used, but that can be your other special weapons dude just off to the side. Um, they, the box comes with two flamers and two grenade launchers, so you can choose how you want to mix things up. You can build both, you know, the two grenade launchers and two flamers, um, and then just leave one of them out, and then the other three guys are going to be last gun dudes. That is an option for you there, and that's around 42 points is how much it gets you there. But with that, that will then give you a company commander, master ordnance, platoon commander, and the special weapons squad with whatever you feel like doing. This is where that little sniper I kit bash I threw in there. So for my specific build, I just want a well-rounded group. Um, I, I have two flamers built, but I have a flamer, grenade launcher, and a sniper guy along with my three infantrymen in this special weapons squad. And that, and then I just have my flamer guy sitting off to the side doing his own thing. But the other route that you can go there is you can actually build a um, command squad. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with command squads, command squads are literally just a four-man squad, and they're all veterans. So this is another reason you may want to take them, uh, especially with some special weapon guys that aren't flamers or even lasgun dudes, because they actually have a better ability to hit um, your opponent. 
just because they have a uh, three plus ballistic skill um, rather than the four plus, that's where the command squad gets a little bit better. And the thing is, it is very liquid and versatile. So you can actually build a command squad with all four special weapons if you wanted to. So like for my instance, I could have my two flamers, my grenade launcher, and my sniper guy in a command squad if I want to. The issue is, is I'm going to have three guys with last guns just hanging out on the side, not able to fit in anywhere because you only have one command squad uh, per detachment is how that works. Um, but otherwise, you can also just have, hey, I'm going to have three of my veterans with last, or three of my veterans just be guys with last guns, and then throw a special weapon in there if you wanted to. That way you still get access to the first rank fire, second rank fire. But I just like to have a little bit more firepower when it comes to my units there. Um, and that's where, like for myself, I chose the special weapons squad. Just so that way I have the ability to give that command and have some guys with last guns, but I also have access to special weapons as well too, to pack those bigger punches as well. So that is a one box method to build a very small Vanguard detachment for Astra Militarum. Here in a little bit, I'm just gonna summarize to tell you about you know, exactly what it runs down there for you, but hopefully my instructions were clear enough. I'm going to be posting some different um, pictures and stuff probably on Twitter or Tumblr or some other places here. Just that way, if you guys want to go through and check it at the Jham special on Twitter, you can see how I built my guys up um, for my little Vanguard one box army. So I want to go through and just break down what the good uses are for these different models. Um, now, you're going to have a few different things that you may agree with me, you may disagree with me here. And a lot of this is theoretical. I haven't had the full chance to play a bunch of games with it outside of just a mock game that I played with it after I got it assembled. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about how things are broken down. So for my HQ choice here, I chose the company commander, which um, I kind of already told you how he's built. He's got the last pistol and then the chain sword. I'm not expecting this guy to be a powerhouse by any means to, you know, fight me, everybody sort of guy. But the fact is he does have a refractor field. So he actually has a five plus invulnerable save. Um, his normal save is a five plus, so not that much better. Um, he's got a decent leadership. And if you're giving him the warlord trait of inspiring leader for the rest of your guys, that's going to just help out with the leadership for your Astra Militarum overall. The one thing I do like about him is the fact that he is a senior officer. So he can actually give the voice of command ability two different times in the turns. Now he has to choose different models whenever he is choosing. Well, technically you can assign other models. You can assign like two commands to the same guys, but they can only be affected by one um, command at a time there. So you can go through and he can be standing next to the special weapon squad. Say first rank fire, second rank fire, and now all the last guns and hotshot last guns get to actually change their type to rapid fire too until the end of the phase. That makes it really powerful because you have at least three guys in there that have a good ability to use their last guns. But then you can turn around and say, oh, I'm going to give my master ordinance uh, the ability to go through and forward for the emperor. So if he's moved already, he can also, or if he's advanced, he can still shoot, or you can tell him to get back in the fight, move, 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 or whatever. The other nice thing is, is he can also give himself orders. 
<laughs> so he can be running and then tell himself to move, move, move and make himself move across the battlefield, which is nice. So he can stay in step with the rest of your guys and he can be running back and forth between your units, screaming orders at himself and the rest of us guys. I know it may not make sense, but that's the cool thing with him. And if you wanted to go through and tweak it or change his weapons or load out or whatever you can, you don't, you definitely can. But for myself, just for having the one box method here, the big thing you're looking to use your company commander for are those orders. So you want him really working heavily with the rest of your guys there. Now, as far as jumping down to the actual, like the elite units, um, your command squad, if you're going that route there, you want to try and fill these guys up with special weapons that can really take advantage of their ballistic skill. So things like the sniper rifle or things like grenade launchers there, or even just straight up las guns is a good idea. The thing is the flamers are maybe not necessarily the best idea to have in the veteran squad, just for the simple fact that the veteran squad, they have a better ballistic skill but the flamers automatically hit. So it's not gonna matter one way or the other if they're actually going through and, you know, firing overwatch or just firing normally. Um, it's not really gonna help out a ton there. So if you're gonna go through and build the command squad route there, I highly recommend utilizing either the LAS guns or your grenade launchers that you've built out of the box there, or if you kit bash the sniper rifle like I did, you know, try to have those specific um, weapons in there rather than the flamers just because flamers automatically hit um but they're pretty decent and it's a four-man squad and they just have a better opportunity to actually hit now your master of ordnance this guy he's really got one big focus uh one I mean, he's a body I get to throw in there to make the elite's choice work and make us have a actual detachment that is official and legal. Um, but two, his ability for the artillery barrage. Now, the thing has a hundred inch range, which is legit. Um, and it can fire it. So let me just read off the ability there for you. Its type is a heavy D6. Its strength is eight. Its AP is minus two. And its damage is D3. Um, 100 inch, it's going to hit anything on the board pretty much. And here's the nice thing about the abilities. It's got blast, so it's going to help clear out swarms if you need it to. This, this weapon can only be fired once per battle and cannot be used if the bear moves. So your guy has to be standing still, which not that you're going to be charging this guy into battle anyway. You want to kind of leave him behind cover and be able to just use this ability. The big thing there is it can only be used once per battle. So once it's done, it's done. So use it early and as soon as you can. Uh, the weapon can target units that are not visible to the bearer. When doing so, subtract one from the hit rolls, which kind of stinks, but your Master of Ordnance has a ballistic skill, a 3+, which this is what it uses. And then you may use one artillery barrage per turn. So if you have multiple Master of Ordnances and you decided to build it that route, which you totally could, uh, mind you, if you built a second Vox guy there and you just decided to equip your guys with shotguns, I'm not even going to jump down that hole there, but you could have two Master Ordnances out of this box instead. You have to just move around what you have built, but um, yeah, you got one artillery barrage that you can use per turn, and each guy can only use one artillery barrage themselves. Um, but that's what is really nice is the artillery barrage. That's what you're going for here. So you're either going to use him to help clear out giant hordes. So think of it like, hey, I need a napalm strike those trees because I need to burn the crap out of the giant horde that's going after me. I can't see these guys, but whatever. That means on a four plus, I'm hitting with my heavy D6. These are things you want to save your command rerolls for once you do earn them later down the road. But uh, just keep that in mind. Your master of ordnance, this is a great 
um, just clear the board sort of thing. And the fact that it's a strength eight is going to be pretty handy against like other tanks um, or other heavier targets that you're going to be hitting space marine equivalent i mean it's very easy to wound at that point there not to mention the minus two ap and the damage d3 you're gonna be able to take out some heavy or hard targets um your platoon commander think of this guy as like the second command to your um company commander here he still has voice of command so he can actually give units to other guys and can also choose himself so he could be yelling at himself to move, move, move as well, or get back in the fight, or yada, yada, yada. Um, but he's still got the movement six. He's got the weapon skill and ballistic skill three plus there. He's got a decent leadership as a leadership seven. Um, and he does actually have a refractor shield, just like the um, company commander. Uh, the big thing there, too, is just keep in mind this guy's got a chainsword built. And then I kit bashed on his last pistol, but I'm pretty sure as far as WYSIWYG goes, He's holding the grenade in hand. You can just say, yep, this guy is my platoon commander, and he has a pistol, which is pretty straightforward. I doubt anybody's going to judge you on saying, oh, well, he doesn't have a pistol in his hand or whatever. I'm sure they'd be fine with it there. But all I did was I chopped off a few bits there and made himself a last pistol, which looks pretty favorable to the rest of them. And then finally, if you decide to go the special weapons squad route here, um, this is where you can really take advantage of having a mix of units in this squad. So it's a six-man squad. you got three dudes with last guns. Um, that way you can do the first ring fire, second ring fire there. And then you're going to have three special weapon dudes. And uh, this is really nice because this is where you can kind of blend things in. This is where I would say, hey, if you want to throw two flamers in the mix, go ahead and do it. Because you can choose to you know, have your guys go through and have them advance. And then also scream some orders at them that they can go through and still fire off of an advance. So you're getting to hit some guys with some heavy flames if you want to be more of the assaulting kind of group there. Um, you can also pack it full with grenade launchers as well. So you're having a little bit of a blend or mix on your assault weapons or you can have the sniper rifle as well just kind of throw in the blend if you did what i did and just get those mortal wounds if you happen to hit sixes the big thing here is a lot of this is going to be you know determined on what your preference is on how you play as well too um special weapons squad if i was throwing two flamers in there which i kind of would um for more of an aggressive build, hey, that's totally fine as well. If you want more of a well-rounded group, then do what I did and just throw a little bit of this or that in there. Um, or if you're wanting to take down some bigger targets there, you don't have a missile launcher, but you got grenade launchers, so they can fire some crack grenades. With a strength six, you can take down some pretty big targets there if you needed to. You can take out some space marines and heretic marines as well if you really needed to with it. So that's a breakdown of each of the units, why you might play them in the detachment, and some of the key uh, factors to keep in mind when you're actually playing it as well, too. But just to touch on it there, it goes with my method as well, is a lot of times I recommend people, when you're building an army, you kind of want to have your HQ, you kind of want to have your troop, um, and you kind of want to have one to two specialists. The thing is, is this entire group that you build is all specialists. Um, when you think about it there, you got your HQ is going to be leading the guys, but everybody else is a specialist for the army there. But the nice thing is, is this gives you out of one box, three different sets of units and an HQ to go through and actually play with. 
Um, so even though the points may, may not be very high, and even though their power level may not be very high compared to some other armies you might face, it does give you some options to go through and play with it. And the nice part is, is most of these guys cross over to kill team very easily. Honestly, if I were you as well, and you really wanted to make it go to kill team very easily, um, don't make a sniper guy. Instead, just make another comms guy or make another Vox caster guy with a las gun, and you've got yourself a fully fledged kill team right then and there. You've got three different special weapons, you've got three different las gun dudes, you've got a sergeant, you've got a company commander for the, you know, the commander supplement, and then you've got yourself a Vox caster for a comm specialist as well. So, um, you know, keep that in mind as well too. One box can get you a kill team and this one box can also get you a Vanguard detachment. So I'm going to go through, jump over to give, let you guys know where else to find me. But, you know, thank you for listening and uh, you have a great rest of your day. Thank you all for sticking around. I really do appreciate you taking some time to hear about the pretty budget way to get into Warhammer 40k with an army and just get some models on the table there. Um, and for one box, Astro Militarum, I think that's pretty good. Uh, you can actually check out some photos I took um, of the army itself so you can kind of see, you know, compare, you know, what I built versus what I didn't. Um, and then you kind of see, you know, what it looks like as far as when you go through and do kit bash some of these things, what they could look like on your models itself there. Uh, you can check it out at the J-Ham Special, which is now our podcast's Twitter. Um, I'll have a link in the description. And then also if you do hashtag one box militarum, that will also get you to where you need to go uh, to see the few pictures that I posted for these guys here. This really opened up my mind and my eyes, and I really want to see, you know, what other factions can you do this with um, that there's so much versatility in it that you can build a small little army or small little force with just one box of 40k minis so anyway this is the real jay ham also known as john and i'll be signing off and we'll see you guys in the future bye